Hey guys, welcome back to Merlison, a bi-weekly podcast about BBC's Merlin, where we discuss the show, the ships, the fandom, and the characters. I'm Miss Snowfox. And I'm Momotastic. And today, we are by ourselves, for one of the first times in a long time. <laughs> it's just me and my mind. And we're back with a shipping analysis, shipping discussion, whatever you want to call it, about Lancelot and Gwen, Lancelot and Guinevere. Uh, we kind of disagree about the shortening of this. I think in popular <laughs> opinion and fandom, it's Gwencelot. But I like things to match. And so since I've been in fandom, I've always just called them Lanwen to match with Arwen and Merwen and Morgwen and all the other <laughs> Gwen ships. I just feel like... Gwant. Wow. That's what I, that's what I shortened them. Gwant. So... There you go. That's I, that's another one well, for the debate. We finally found a name for them I like less than Gwencelot, so <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> um, just to kind of um, set the scene for everyone, obviously uh, we've kind of we've done a, I think three shipping episodes before this one, and uh, for the most part, me and Mama have kind of like been on the same page, like. I mean, more or less, like we've not had like outright kind of opposite takes on the ship, whereas this time I really, really ship it and Momo doesn't really ship it at all. So it's like really cool and it's going to be a really nice like change for us. We're not just going to be constantly like agreeing about the same things with the ship. Yeah. Seeing as we have no guests to introduce, we can go straight into news. Yeah, let's do that now. In September 2019, there is going to be a Merlin convention called Myth and Magic, presented by Phoenix Conventions. It is said to be held in Blackpool, United Kingdom, and will have celebrity guests. Confirmed guests so far are Emilia Fox, Alexander Vlaos, Michelle Ryan, Rupert Young, and Fintan McCowan. Check out their website for more information, a first look at what tickets you can buy, and to save the date. Winter Nights signups are now open. Please go to the Life Journal if you want to sign up for this year's Winter Nights Exchange. Merlin Memory Month is still going. You have two weeks left to participate in Merlin Memory Month on Tumblr. And lastly, Coinalot is going to happen in two weeks. Actually, less than two weeks. Which is why Merlisten is going to be back with a new episode in three weeks. Please forgive us for the delay in posting a new episode, but both your hosts will be busy running a convention, so... Sorry. And that has been it for news. Let's just get into some talkbacks then, uh, seeing as, again, we don't have any uh, guests to discuss fandom with. We can just go straight into it. So, this week... We are doing a talk back from uh, from Archie again, who has now been on the podcast twice and is becoming a frequent commenter. And we're really happy about that. Uh, she posted a comment on our character study episode of Gaius and Uther. And uh, I think she was uh, Momo. Is this her reacting to a fit yeah. recommendation? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's that's Archie seconding my fic recommendation for the fic called "For Your Information," in which Merlin and Arthur, uh, sorry, Merlin and Uther, uh, become sort of weird friends over Arthur's coming out, and uh, Archie said that. She also adores For Your Information. It's her go-to fic whenever she needs a smile, and it's just so cute. And obviously, people need to write more Uther and Gaia stories. 
I mean, I'm always happy for more Uther, so that's uh, <laughs> I would I would definitely second that. Um, yeah. And then we also had another. I mean, we're actually doing two today because they're so short. Oh my goodness, yeah. we live on the wild side, and <laughs> <laughs> we really do. And we are doing uh, a reaction to a comment by Saturn. Uh, also posted a comment to our Gaius and Uther episode. So they reblogged our episode and added some comments in the tags like they always do. And uh, uh, I think we were talking about like Uther's relationships and stuff. And they said, I believe I forgot to mention the ship Uther and, tr- and Troll. Oh my god, that's such a tongue twister. Troll Katrina. <laughs> I didn't realise how difficult that was to say. Troll Katrina. Even though I did fan art of them, which I now need to look up because it's yeah. just like I, I looked it up and we're gonna add it uh in the in the link section of this episode's post. It's it's worth looking at. Definitely. <laughs> um and they said Anyway, now this makes me want to write about Gaius and Uther's young day so bad. And I mean, I second that because like <laughs> I just recently re-listened to our Gaius and Uther episode because I hadn't heard it yet. And these days we actually do tend to have quite large gaps between recording and posting because we're super organized. And I uh, and I was like, oh, my God, like l- listening about our headcanons about how you know what they got up to when they were younger and their relationship i'm just like oh i want that fix so bad so (laughs) please please write it (laughs) and um yeah that's all of the talkbacks that we have for today uh yeah nice and short no meta i mean what's going on (laughs) guys (laughs) give us some well we are going to talk about your favorite ship in like (laughs) 30 seconds. I mean, so. oh, let me make one thing very clear. Merthyr is my favorite ship. Okay, your second favorite yes. ship. This is a, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get into this, but this is this is what I call a companion ship. You know how you have, right. like, companion series? This is a companion yes. ship, so there we go. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so Lancelot and Gwen comprise, you know, the ship comprises of, you know, two characters, Lancelot and Gwen over on the show. And as usual, we're going to, go through um when we started shipping or, or why we don't ship <laughs> uh and then whether uh what we like about the ship and what we don't like about the ship so um my when did you start shipping it <laughs> <laughs> you know what i think like thinking back back in the day when i first watched merlin i didn't actually mind it like i don't think i actively shipped them but i definitely didn't object to them the way I do these days, so yeah, yeah. But I just, I just don't ship it. <laughs> like I, I'm, I still don't mind it. Like in most fics, for example, when they do show up, they are definitely better written than the show ever did. Most fic, fix right, everyone better. Than Good poor point. characters. Poor Morgana. So yeah, in fix, in fix, I don't, I don't have an issue with Gwen and Lancelot. It's just that on the show, I just, I can't ship it. And I'll, I'll get into that later. Yeah. But first, first, you tell when you started shipping it. <laughs> well, it's really weird because I have um, a very strange kind of relationship with how I came to this ship, and I feel like my love for them just kind of is like a developing thing it's still not like at its fullest i feel even though i love them so much but i mean as everybody knows um who's listened to the podcast my 
kind of big love when I first came to the Merlin fandom was Merlin and Gwen. I thought it was the sweetest thing I'd ever seen. And I, of course, I knew they were never going to get together. And um, I kind of was watching all the episodes out of order. And the very early days for me, I don't really remember very much my experiences with when I first reacted to Lancelot and Gwen. And I think that I was still really into Merlin and Gwen for a really, really long time. And probably what happened was that as I started getting more and more into Mirtha, which happened around about, uh, I'd say, maybe like the fires of Edith Sholas was like when I first was looking at Mirtha of like, oh my God, I love them so much. And I feel like the two just kind of started to slowly come together. But if I'm honest, I think I didn't really start shipping them until I actually wrote them into my fic. And I was like, <laughs> I need to get Gwen out of the way somehow. <laughs> because it was, it was literally like, I was doing a, um, a fic based on the concept of what if it wasn't Gwen that had to break the spell in Sweet Dreams? What if it was Merlin? And then I was, so I was like rewriting some of the plot lines leading up to the finale of season two including the stuff that happened in Sweet Dreams. So, like, I had Arthur and Gwen, like, in scenes, like, communicating and stuff and talking and Arthur, real like, slowly realising that this isn't what he wants. But then I was like, well, I need Gwen to kind of, like, feel the same. Otherwise, it's a bit mean. And I was like, let's well, could go back to Camelot. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Which he did. And then I was writing them and I was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> and, um... I mean, I think it was kind of fate, considering the first episode I ever saw um, of this show was Lancelot and Guinevere, so it's kind of like, eh. Um, but I feel like it was always going to happen eventually, because I've always loved the idea of them, like, in the legends. I love, like, for- forbidden love stories. I think it's just, like, a really epic, tragic romance anyway, like, the way it's kind of told and how it's, like, fated to be really angsty and stuff it's like the ultimate angsty romance and i think you know even if i mean maybe if i hadn't shipped Martha, i wouldn't have gotten so into it because like i said it's it's just one of those companion ships like friends of mine that are arwen shippers more often than not will ship morgana as well it's just pairing up the spares you know it's like you just this is kind of what you do and um this is one that is often found in the merlin fandom I, I mean, it's it's interesting because we've done a, a Gwen and Morgana episode and I found in a lot of the big Mirtha fix, Lancelot and Gwen are together. I mean, in the ones I've read, I mean, I don't know the stats, but are together more often as a background pairing than Gwen and Morgana. The only one mm. I can think of that I love is Coffee Shop Muffins, where Gwen and Morgana are the, the other couple, not Lancelot and Gwen. So I feel like I was just exposed to them quite a lot in fic and just kind of... I think once you start getting into a ship, you start noticing all the nuances of like their scenes. And I mean, they don't have that many scenes anyway, which is a shame, but um, you know, kind of you learn to really appreciate like the little things and you're like, Oh my God, I really, and then you have head cannons. And I think I really knew that I was like in deep when we got the spoilers for Lancelot coming back in the coming of Arthur part two. And I was just so excited for them to be in the same space together again. And I was like, yeah, I ship them so much. And I was just really, really happy. So, yeah, I think I wish I could remember like how it how it all started. But 
I just don't. I don't remember. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about the whole, like, Merlin and Gwen to Merlin and Lancelot thing because there are things I do like about it, there are things I don't like about it, and I think that that's literally kind of like my experience with the shipping side in general. Started off Merlin and Gwen and moved on to Merlin, <laughs> sorry, to Gwen and Lancelot, although I do still ship Merlin and Gwen, like, I love them so much, but I feel like I like them in their kind of innocent young days and I feel like they did they wouldn't have worked as well in this in their season five counterparts <laughs> just like <laughs> jaded and yeah but um yeah so I think I think that's how it went down <laughs> okay exciting so uh we're gonna go into uh the what we didn't like about or what we don't slash didn't like about the ship first uh and seeing as Momo doesn't really ship it uh she's gonna go first and talk about kind of her experiences with with the ship and, and like how she feels about stuff so uh, go ahead yeah i'm just i'll just finally get it out of my system i guess <laughs> so uh yeah first a disclaimer because anyone who wants to ship this i support you ship what you like and the issues that i have with this ship come a lot from how the writers treated both Gwen and Lancelot respectively, like as individuals, but also their relationship. So, you know, that's where like where I'm coming from when I say I don't like Lancelot or like Lancelot the character or this ship for these two people. And like I said before, I'm perfectly fine with them in fanfic because usually in fanfic they're better written. But, like, I think my main thing is that I just don't think they have chemistry. Like, I think Lancelot is smitten from the second he meets Gwen. And I absolutely believe that. Like, the way he looks at her, definitely. I do believe it. But I just don't think that Gwen feels the same about him. Like, in season one, she's got an enormous crush on Merlin and doesn't really notice Lancelot beyond him being a friend of Merlin's and, like, being dependable and loyal and a good fighter and, you know, all of that. And... I think that that is why she's upset when he has to leave at the end of uh, Lancelot. Like, her response to Morgana, in my opinion, like, Morgana asks her something, and then uh, Gwen is just like, we could need more men like him, or something like this. Do you I want think me to she... tell you what the line is? <laughs> Please, tell me what the line is. Uh, so when he's getting knighted, Morgana says, uh, who is this man? He seems to have come out of nowhere. And Gwen says, um, I know, it's a bit of it's been a bit of a shock for all of us. So that's the... that's No, the, but, at, but at the end, when she watches him right away... Uh, that's, um, that's the one I mean. She Morgana walks up, because she sees her staring out the window, and she just goes, Gwen? And then I think she just says... Uh, I think she just says, Sir Lancelot? And then Gwen just says, yes. And then she goes, oh, come go, uh, come Gwen, we have a busy day ahead. So Ah, right, so she doesn't it. say anything. She just looks like really sad as she watches him right away. Yeah, yeah. And Morgana's uh, like, ooh, I'm gonna go see what's going on. And then yeah. she, like, sees that that's... And, like, obviously happening. every... Like, I can see why any shipper would interpret this as Gwen being heartbroken that Lancelot is riding away because she was falling for him. But in my opinion, that's not... That's not it. Because in this episode, in my opinion, we didn't see any signs of Gwen, like, having those kind of feelings for for Lancelot. I, I just don't... Yeah. I don't see their relationship as romantic. Like, at best, one-sided from, like, 
or maybe not at best, but just like one-sided, one-sided from Lancelot. Like he is totally smitten with Gwen, but Gwen has no feelings, like no romantic feelings for him at this point. And then in season two, their only interaction comes during uh, the episode Guinevere and Lancelot. And to be honest, like Gwen is scared for her life. So of course she latches onto Lancelot when when he shows up. Like she knows he's a good person and a good fighter. So she trusts him to get her out of there. And like this is like Gwen in this episode is sort of Stockholm syndromed into hero worshipping Lancelot. And like that's not love. <laughs> like this is an extreme hostage situation for Gwen with a lot of emotions and fear and like of course she she sort of worships and latches onto Lancelot. Like I don't think that was genuine. Like I can totally see how it could have become genuine feelings after that because this experience definitely bonded them in some way. Um but it's uh because Lancelot then does the thing he likes to do where, you know, he thinks that he knows what's best for everybody. Uh he goes and leaves Gwen without ever talking to her about it because he thinks that he knows what's best for Gwen and obviously what's best for Gwen is Arthur. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> are you saying like, I, that I will he get, should have I will woken get... her up before he went when? Uh, sorry, what? Are you saying that he should have woken her up before he went when? Yeah, he should have woken, he should have woken her up and told her, or like he should have just waited until the morning like a normal person and then talked to Gwen about what he thinks they should do, how he feels. Like, obviously he couldn't come back to Camelot with them because he was banished, you know. Uh, he's not allowed back in Camelot, so if either Gwen would have had to stay with him outside of Camelot, or they would have had to have a long-distance relationship. Either way, they should have talked about this. You know, this is what grown-ups do. They communicate <laughs> with each other in an ideal world. And I recognize that not everything is, an, is ideal in television, but, like, Lancelot's behavior just grates on me so hard because they're just like no that's not what you do (laughs) like you don't make decisions like that for other people that's not your right um because at this point he had no reason to believe that Gwen would want to choose Arthur over him like however Gwen's feelings in this episode came about he had no right to just disregard them or cast them aside like he did just that's not that's not very chivalrous behavior, in my opinion. And ironically, this is just a side note, Arthur is much more mature about like his relationship or lack of relationship with Guinevere. Like, in the same episode, he tells Merlin that he cannot give Gwen what he wants her to have, which is himself, and then happiness, and that he wouldn't <laughs> expect her to wait for him, Sorry. that he wants her to be happy. And Arthur has been upfront about this with Guinevere in a previous episode. I forgot which one, but like I think it was the one before, the one like What's two episodes before. Queen, yeah, yeah. Like he was upfront about this with her, where he's like, "Listen, we can't be together right now because there are rules." 
However bullshit they are in a show that is not adhering to any other rules anyway, but that's not the point. So anyway, Arthur was upfront about this. Arthur told Gwen, listen, this is how it is. We can't be together right now. And I don't expect you to wait around for me. So, um, Gwen is actually free to pursue Lancelot at this point. I might have even done it if Sir I Know Best a Lot would have bothered to stop and actually consider other people's feelings on the matter. But no, he didn't. <laughs> but like, Lancelot knows how Arthur feels about Gwen because he can apparently read it off Arthur's aura or something. And obviously, like, everybody has to be in love with Gwen. Like, that's that's his point of view. Gwen is awesome. Why wouldn't you be in love with her? Which is relatable in general. <laughs> to be fair, I think it, like, that whole, because, you know, so they're sitting around the campfire and Lancelot says, like, oh, you know, it was really brave of you guys to come and, you know, rescue Gwen. And then he kind of looks at them and he's like, you just came just the two of you like considering he knows that arthur is like the prince of camelot you know and then arthur obviously kind of does the thing he does best and is like well the truth is i only came because morgana begged me and then lancelot obviously hears that sees the way he reacts to the question and then sees gwen's reaction which is basically her getting really pissed and storming off and you know i mean anyone can see what's going on there like yeah but then having watched that interaction what makes you think that Gwen actually wants to be with Arthur when he acts like that? Oh, no, but I'm saying, like, I don't think he was just, like, kind of making it up. I think he was reading the situation and, like, that's what, yeah. like, you know, it's not like he, you know, saw Arthur show up and was like, I can, I'm, I'm getting a sense of something. <laughs> like, My spidey senses are tingling. <laughs> My love okay. senses are tingling. Okay, so he has actual reason to believe that, like, at least Gwen cares about Arthur. Well, unlike Arthur, he's got a bit of intuition. Like, he's got a <laughs> And maybe also that Arthur might care about Gwen and just yeah. put on this act of well, I'm a jerk. Don't believe anything I say. But still, <laughs> it's just obviously there is something going on there where they are not like happy together, like falling into each other's arms or anything. It's just like and still he thinks, well, Arthur is clearly the better choice than I am just because he's a prince. He just, he never considers the fact that Gwen might not want to actually be yeah. with Arthur because he's a prince, that this might cause problems for them. It's just, lots yeah. of things, oh, Arthur is of higher status than I am, so clearly Gwen must want him, and clearly I must run away in the middle of the night without even saying goodbye. So... Like, basically what he's saying, Arthur's claim on Gwen is bigger than his. Which, excuse you, no one has a claim on Gwen. She's not a prize. She's a person. And she, like, she's better than either of you deserve. So, just let her be with Morgana. (laughs) I mean, to be honest with you, Morgana is, you know, excluding seasons one and two, a terrible person. (laughs) Like, she's really... Do you really want her to be with Morgana, who locks her up in a tower and feeds her scraps of food? No, no, I also don't. I also don't want... Gwen should just... (laughs) 
I don't know who's good enough for Gwen. Probably no one at this point. Oh my god. Leon! Leon is good enough for Gwen! That, That's that my is a, ship! That is a thing, isn't it? That's yes, like, I that ship Gwen, game. Leon. <laughs> Leon is good enough for Gwen. There you go. I mean, they do have some scenes together. They, can they grew to... up together. <laughs> they've been, they, they've known each other since they were kids. And like, Leon is a nobleman, but he's not that high in status that him marrying a peasant woman would be like a super scandal. Like it could be done. Wow. Anyway, this is not a Gwen <laughs> Leon episode. This is a Gwen. So basically, what we can conclude is that my issues with the Gwen ship are rooted a lot in Lancelot, not in Gwen. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just don't think they they were written well. I think that they have no chemistry in season one. That. All their chemistry in season two comes from extreme hostage situations, and after that, Gwen fo- sort of forgets that she's in, that she ever maybe had feelings for Lancelot, and then goes back to Arthur, which only for me proves my theory that she was never really in love with Lancelot. That that was only like this this extreme situation for a couple of days when she was held hostage and feared for her life, and he was like the shiny hope at the end of the tunnel or some metaphor like that and just yeah i don't know yeah i mean it's just really annoying because like this is literally just born out of having santiago as a guest character like this is all that it is born out of because they wouldn't have had to do this if it wasn't for that. And, like, I I don't know if they meant to have him, like... I mean, we've already kind of spoken about this, but I don't know if they meant for him to just, like, leave after every guest appearance. <laughs> it's like... I get the first one, like, he was banished because he was a peasant and he tried to be a knight. Like, I get that. Like, that does make sense. And, like you said, this would have... I feel like if they'd have had more interaction between Arthur and Gwen in this episode, or, like... If Lancelot had, like, overheard Gwen talking to Merlin about Arthur, for example, like, that could have been, like, maybe just a little bit easier to deal with that it's just, like, because it, yeah, it seems like an awfully big risk just to kind of, like, leave. But then again, like, you know, I kind of am, like, Lancelot is literally, like, a manic depressive who needs help. So it's, like, I don't really, like see his actions as being of someone that like is of a like level head it's like he hates himself so much that he'll literally just like sabotage any chance he has of being happy so i'm just like baby stop (laughs) don't do this but it's it's it is frustrating and i'd be really i would have loved to have seen what would have happened if santiago had stayed for the rest of season two and my only like, the only way I can really think it is that they had the end game for Arwen planned out already. Um, I don't know if that's the case. Like, I mean, I know they were going for, like, a subverted Arthurian legend, but everything else they kept the same. Like, they kept Morgana being evil the same. They kept uh, Mordred killing Arthur the same. They kept Arthur dying the same. Like, they did mm-hmm. all of those things. Arthur and Morgana being related, fine. They didn't do the incest, but, you know, they did have a thing in season one, so there you go. And then, like, 
I don't know if I believe that they planned from the beginning for Lancelot to just be a plot device and for Lancelot and Gwen to just be a mid-game because they're literally end-game in the legend. Like, they're literally end-game. That's like making Romeo and Juliet a mid-game for something else. What else is there? Romeo and Mercutio, there you go. (laughs) Like, that's like doing that. And it's like, I mean, whatever, but that's that's just dumb. Like, don't do that. And, like, I genuinely just feel very frustrated because it's, like, I mean, I'm really happy with the precious and little that we get of Lancelot and Gwen, but it's, like, I think that there was a really fun story, especially once you kind of go into season two with that. And I just feel like it does Arwen a disservice more, in my opinion, than it does a disservice to Lancelot and Gwen because it's, like, all right, whatever, like, you know, we didn't get enough. But then it's, like, well you're going into season two with the with the knowledge that had you know he not left she literally would have probably chosen him like it's set up pretty clearly like in and and then Arthur would have and also honestly they could have even like they could have done Gwen and Lancelot as a couple for a bit and it could have just not worked out and they still could have had their Arwen ending but because like I said, in my opinion, Gwen and Lancelot, based on their interaction in season one and season two, didn't really have much there, you know, with, with chemistry and feelings. Like, Gwen's feelings, I just said this, were born out of, of, out of desperation in, uh, in an extreme situation. So, you know, it could have gone well for a bit, and then once the honeymoon phase was over, they could have both realized, or one of them could have realized, <coughs> Gwen, <coughs> that you know this this wasn't this wasn't what she thought it would be, you know, mm. and then just come back to Camelot and be like, you know what, nah, I'll just I'll just stick around here for a bit. I mean, the problem with that though is that you can't really do that because there's only so much you can get away with in a family show, like, or just there's only so much you can get away with in doing a hist- I mean. I mean, I'm sorry. I like I would have checked out straight away if you're if you're asking me to believe that anyone would like they what are they gonna do cohabitate like they can't get married and then get a divorce like that's never gonna happen. So well, they could have like, they could have had a long distance courtship. They could have yeah. written letters to each other, for example. Yeah. Um, they could have I don't know. Gwen could have like they could have been an episode in which. Gwen goes on a trip to the neighboring country, Esetir in this case, or any other neighboring country to, um, to meet with Lancelot for, like, just a day, like a, a picnic in the woods or whatever. I mean, like, I think that, like, it's, this is where the whole start to appear, really, isn't it? Because to be honest with you, as soon as Gwen's father died, it's completely, like, unrealistic that she wouldn't have had to get married straight away because she would have had no money like it's like it's it's like stuff like this the fact that she was unmarried for so long is dumb the fact that she wasn't already married by the time the show starts is dumb and like just all like all this kind of stuff like obviously like you know it's just kind of gets a bit silly but i think that i don't know like i don't know what i want for lance i mean no i know what i want for lance and gwen i just don't know like how like how they would have been able to do it well they should have just, I mean, I love Santiago as Lancelot. Like, I can't imagine really anybody else playing him. He's so, like, 
good for this version of Lancelot that they had. But I'm just like, ah, uh, if you knew you couldn't get him, why did you? Like, why? Why are you making him a guest character? Why are you ruining everything? <laughs> because yeah. then, you, you know, because then it leads to stuff like this. Like, I don't, I don't think they would have written it like this if it had, if like he had been around. But then again, I mean, you know, they're not good writers. So I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, look at all the other ships that they failed at. So it's like, fine. Maybe, maybe it still would have like, uh, lacked a bit of depth, but. At least there would have been more to work with, <laughs> which yeah. is my biggest gripe. It's just like, yeah, it's just kind of the way they were just used. Like they were used as a mid game, which isn't, I think that's just, I mean, they can do whatever they want. Like, it, you know, it's just a legend, but I just feel like it's a bit of a cheat because it's such a big part of the source material and it's such a well-known part of the source material. I just feel like it, yeah, it was just a bit of a a bit of a cheat to people, and yeah, I just that's my biggest kind of thing, just to use them as a a plot device for Arwen, which, like I said, I think just cheapens the Arwen ship because, like, uh, you're basically just telling me that Arthur was a second choice. Uh, yay, <laughs> yay for second yeah. choices. It's like whatever, but um, yeah, it's oh, I I wanted so much more. <laughs> so much more but i'm happy with what we have like i am it's just like yeah then then tell us tell us what makes you happy about (laughs) this Um, ship well it's really weird because on paper this isn't a ship that i would have maybe shipped if i like read like a pitch for like what this ship was about and how little screen time they had which is probably why i didn't get that invested in them like straight away but I feel like over time, it like they they fit a lot of like the shipping archetypes that I've grown to love over the years. So I love the kind of dark and brooding falls for the like innocent and optimistic. Like I love that trope so much. And anyone um, that reads a lot of like YA fantasy. Um, this is for you guys. There's a book series that I really uh, love. It's like really trashy and stuff, but I enjoy it. It's a series by Sarah J. Mass, and it's the Court of Thorns and Roses series. And there's a ship that um, was meant to be canon, and then she last minute made one of her characters queer, and it was obviously last minute, and so the ship never became canon. Um, it's a big controversy. But basically, uh, there's like a ship in there that I love, and it's uh, more in Asriel, and Asriel is the the Lancelot in this case and more is the Gwen and it's like when I was reading that book I was like oh my god this feels so much like Gwen's a lot like he's like a spy master and like a shadow master and he's like kind of serious and really like brooding and she's like badass and like really kind of the happy one like like she's been through so much trauma but she's still like so optimistic about life and has like all these really like core values and they have this like unspoken thing and it's just like amazing and that's literally kind of what I love about these two but I feel like when I think about them as characters I think this is why I get so mad that they didn't have more chance because they literally I think have such compatible personalities like if you look at the way that they see the world like Lancelot just wants to do good like that's all he wants he like works hard and he's 
really like has a lot of integrity in the like in the work that he wants to do he wants to be a knight to help people like he doesn't want glory he just wants to help and like Gwen is you know we've always said this over and over again is a moral compass of the show and has a lot of good instinctual kind of moral things about her where the boys in her life really don't like they're way more kind of like this person I love is in trouble charge and that's kind of like the way that they do life and she's very different and I feel like if the two of them like paired up they would just like take on every bad problem in the world like I really do think they would be such like a force for good and I'm just like oh you would have been amazing um I just like like I'm gonna (laughs) I feel bad because I'm basically like counter countering everything Momo just said because I think they have so much chemistry on screen (laughs) like when when they first meet oh my god that scene between them um I'm gonna do a quick shout out to Vicky who's been on the podcast before because we were recently um exchanging views about this on Twitter and I I mean she posted about their first meeting and I had to interact like I couldn't not because I was like I have feelings about this like the fact that like for me I think it's so obvious that they are immediately attracted to one another and I think what makes me so happy about this ship is the fact that he he does see her like she's not invisible to him he meets her and she is you know completely like he's completely enamored by her you know not meaning to throw shade necessarily but before she gets a nice fancy dress you know it's like she's just someone that he completely finds a connection with and like when she's kind of like there are these little moments that they have in that scene where she's kind of like oh can you just lift your arms oh Oh, sorry, like, cause she, like, actually, like, makes eye contact with him or something. And it's just so adorable. And, like, I said, her, like, foot and mouth thing where, um, she's measuring, like, his neck and she's looking at them, the measuring tape. And then he kind of, like, says, Oh, you do? And he looks at her and then she looks back up and, like, they make eye contact for a second. She gets, like, all embarrassed and she starts, like, like, fumbling. And Merlin just sitting on the sidelines and not, like, just, I don't even know why he's there because it's just, he kind of is sitting there like in the background while they're like flirting and I'm just like, oh god, third wheel much. But like, and then kind of, obviously, you know, the phrase that just makes me want to die every time is when, you know, he call like he keeps calling her my lady and, and you know, um, she says, oh well Camelot needs knights, you know, just ordinary people like me and you and he says, oh well I'm not a knight yet, my lady, and she says, well I'm I'm not a lady and she's like giggling and it's just like ah so wonderful and just so adorable and um obviously the famous like she puts her hand out to shake it and he kisses her and she gets all like flustered and like looks like longingly at him as he walks away and just the whole thing is wonderful and they they don't have a lot of moments in the Lancelot episode which is a shame but they have these beautiful little background moments like uh when uh he is getting ready to fight Arthur for the first time and she kind of is like smoothing down his like chainmail or whatever and she kind of like keeps smoothing it and I'm just like oh it's so sweet and um like how she gets so like worried whenever like he's like maybe get gonna get hurt and everything and 
I just, um, yeah, I wish they had more scenes in that episode, but what, but whatever they do have is just like so, so, so beautiful. Um, I feel like the Lancelot and Guinevere episode I love because again, it's one of those situations where I think when I was younger, I would have been like, oh, this is so lame because like, and like, but the thing is, cause I really love this ship, not because I think that what they have in the actual canon is like this deep, developed love because of course it's not because they can't because they haven't spent enough time together but what i love about it is that there's that like connection it's like something that could grow and i would have loved to have seen it grow but i love that it's just this spark that is just there instantly it's not something that kind of like you know they were hanging around each other and they didn't know how they felt or whatever like there's something that connects them straight away and then you know obviously is intensified when they're in this high stakes situation together which is obviously i mean if you're like writing couples it's quite a good way to like get them to break down their barriers quickly and easily like if you want people to just kind of like get on like it's um it's one of the reasons why james cameron had jack and rose uh meet during an attempted suicide <laughs> because he was like well i need a way for them to kind of break down their personal barriers really quick so uh this is the perfect way to do it and it works it really really works and I think for me, having that moment where she's sitting there, like watching, like you know, the fight, and having him come out, and the and like it, it doesn't quite go slow motion, but it goes slower. Like it kind of slows down a bit as she sees him. It's kind of panning, and you see like who it is, and then she just looks so like shocked. And then obviously when you know he comes out of the cage and. He, she's introduced as Lady Morgana and he bows and he says, my lady, which of course has that lovely double meaning and it's just amazing. I mean, every single scene of theirs in Lancelot and Guinevere, I love. I just think that they are, again, it's this, it's not, you know, because it's this deep love, it's just this really intense couple of days that they have that, I mean, just speaks to me on like, because the thing is for me, Lancelot and Gwen is, is this big, tragedy it's not you know a fluffy kind of romance it's a really tragic story which needs these big highs and big lows and for me i think like they fit this archetype really well with these big sweeping statements and i would die for you 100 times over and you know live for me or everything that i have has been for nothing i think they fit that really beautifully because i mean you know they in the legends they literally brought down the fall of Camelot you know through like their love or whatever so I just think it's really wonderful and like I said the only thing that I really would have missed is kind of them interacting in Camelot more before like the Arwen thing was kind of like basically confirmed to be endgame and Gwen was like you know no longer interested in him in like a romantic way because I just, yeah, I I just love that it's one of the only ships on the show. I mean, but yeah, not even Martha, because Martha is like really hate to love as well. Like, it's just an instant romantic connection for me that had so much potential to grow and do something more that kind of was stuck in that like first meeting, not even honeymoon phase, but just that kind of like high on endorphins kind of phase. And yeah, I'm just... um. I'm really, I'm still really bitter about it. Like, I still get feelings whenever I think about when she saw him in The Coming of Arthur Part 2. Because I, I, like you, Momo, uh, you know, you said, oh, I'm so, like, I'm surprised that Gwen, like, 
like you know she should have like slapped Lancelot for leaving him uh, sorry for leaving her I remember like having all these head cannons when we first got the spoilers that Lancelot was going to be coming back and I was like oh my god I'm so scared that she's going to be mad at him <laughs> like never speak to him again and it's gonna be terrible and then when she sees him up on that cliff and she just has that look of like oh my god it's Lancelot and I was just like oh my god this is too much and like again they don't even have a scene together in that episode but every look that they have for me is it's this kind of like it's sort of like I feel it's this like acknowledgement of like what could have been like she's like she has that moment where she um when Merlin says hi to Lancelot again and he's like oh yeah like I sent him a letter blah 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 and they kind of look at each other and she kind of like smiles as if to like acknowledge him and for me that was just such a bittersweet moment because I think even though we didn't know at the time that literally like nothing was going to happen between them after this but I feel like for me there was still hope but now looking back it's kind of like this acknowledgement of like oh you know she's with Arthur now but like you know it's still this kind of like you know, she remembers how much that she really did care for him. And, oh, it's just uh, the tragedy of it all just makes me really happy. I mean, I love angsty relationships. Don't I, Momo? It's just, like, my favourite thing in the entire world. And Lancelot and Gwen just have the most angst ever. Although, right, so the stuff between kind of – because I know, Momo, you have this the thing where you kind of don't – like you, in, like in Lancelot, she's still very much kind of into Merlin and still has like a crush on him and stuff. And this is something that kind of, in a way, bugs me. But I feel like looking back on it now as a slightly older person, like just slightly older, it kind of feels really realistic to me because when you're kind of crushing on someone that's around you all the time, like you don't really have a chance to kind of break that crush. Like, it was just a crush, like, for Merlin. It wasn't, like, true love or anything. And, like, obviously this guy comes in and he's, like, you know, going to be, like, you know, for, for me anyway, like, her soulmate and everything. And, like, she's kind of enamored by him. And then he leaves. And so, you know, she doesn't have that, like, everyday connection with him. And, you know, even though she had that moment in Lancelot where she, like, grabbed Merlin's shirt and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, for me, she's, like, barely paying any attention to him in that episode at all. And it's only until, like, after Lancelot leaves that she starts having her thing like again and then in Excalibur she has a couple of moments where she's like you know and then after Excalibur I feel like they literally just like ended that whole storyline which is which is fine obviously it was never going to go anywhere but I feel like it's pretty realistic to me like if you're kind of crushing on someone and then someone else comes into the mix and then leaves like you're still going to be crushing on that other person because that doesn't really like necessarily go away and it's nothing serious but um yeah it's it narratively it could have been done better but i feel like it's actually quite indicative of real life and i really appreciate that but yeah i mean it's a bit it is a bit clunky i'm still a bit confused why they went with the merlin and gwen angle even though i love it but it's just a confusing thing to put together but whatever um yeah uh so it's kind of that's kind of my thing about them i just they literally fulfill all my angsty tropes that I love like being separated by long distances and like we can never be kind of thing and fate is always pulling them apart in a way like I mean you know in the sense that like you know in the first episode that he arrives and you know he has to leave and and then in the second one you know there's kind of this giant misunderstanding you know that he thinks that you know 
they're into each other and then you know chooses through whatever silly reason to like you know leave although i do kind of wish that merlin had just because he just sits there i wish he'd kind of like beaten him over the head and been like maybe you shouldn't just go maybe you should just like see if this is the right decision like why do you think he didn't say anything momo like he just sits there well because merlin was like the biggest arwen shipper in that episode like, he was talking Arthur into, like, admitting his feelings for Gwen and just championing them. Like, he was basically their cheerleader the entire time. So I can see why he'd be like, oh, Lancelot wants to leave so Gwen can be with Arthur. I'm fine with that. Like, Merlin is a shipper. <laughs> but to be perfectly fair, like, if you actually look at the context of the episode, because I think this is something that... Bradley actually says on the commentary, like Merlin's taunting of Arthur throughout the whole of this episode is just that it's taunts because he can see something's going on, but he doesn't actually know anything because he's not been around them. Like he's just kind of got an idea and like, oh, someone's got a crush. And he's like jabbing to try and get a reaction. When Arthur turns around and is like, I think about her all the time, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, shit, I think it means a little more than I thought. But even then, when Arthur turns around, it's like, oh, I can't marry her. He's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> Stop. what are you throwing around the N-word for? Like, he's all kind of like, he didn't think it was like, you know, he was going to take it that far. But to be fair, he even says, if she feels as you do, she'll wait for you. But he has no idea what Gwen feels. So I feel like it's a little bit unfair from Merlin's side as well, just to sit there and assume the same as Lancelot assumes that Gwen feels the same way because he has no idea <laughs> what Gwen feels. And I'm just like, this that's is what happens when boys do things. That's because Merlin is just generally oblivious. Like, he does, he never even realized Gwen had a crush on him. Like, Merlin just doesn't, just doesn't really get feelings, I think, a lot of the time. I like, mean, he can't tell that something's wrong with Arthur because Merlin knows Arthur <laughs> really well. anything else. Okay, but he's just, like, really not not very observant of other people <laughs> and their feelings. I mean, yeah, it's just... I don't, like, I think the only thing that can kind of get me through, like, the ending of Lancelot and Guinevere is this kind of thing of, like, like, fate kind of tearing them apart. But actually, hang on a second, I'm just thinking about this. Merlin and Gwen have a scene together after Lancelot leaves, and he sees that she is literally sobbing. He doesn't think to maybe, like, I don't understand anything. <laughs> like, why how could he be so stupid like why didn't he just say like st because like he knows that Lancelot is a flight risk like he knows he's already <laughs> seen him leave once and I'm just like <sighs> it's just the whole thing is stupid like I really really don't like that they did it like that anything else, like they could have literally just written in a scene between, like... Like, they could have just axed the scene between Merlin and Lancelot completely and instead had, like, a scene between Merlin and Gwen in its place with Lancelot, like, listening because he's either pretending to be asleep or he's taken the first watch or something and he can hear them talking about Arthur. And, like, even I think that would have given a bit more ammunition because, like I said, the fact that, like... 
Lancelot outwardly says, I'm going to leave now to Merlin, who just stands by and does nothing to stop him. (laughs) And then stands and watches Gwen sobbing in front of him and still does nothing about it. Merlin is very much about respecting people's choices and not betraying them or something. I don't know. He he probably was like, well, I can't break the bro code and just tell on Lancelot. And, and tell Gwen how Lancelot actually feels because that would be a breach of confidence or something. I don't know. I mean, it's... the thing, like, I, because I have this, like, ship archetype that I really, really love and I have them all written down on my iPad and I don't have it with me right now, but it's like, it's something along the lines of I love it when someone is in a really, like, kind of, dark place in their life and then someone else comes in not like and I don't like I'm not saying to fix them but it gives them kind of um it's like like kind of hope that they can actually you know do something with their life or they can actually kind of go forward from whatever it is that they're doing you know they don't necessarily you know it's not like you know let's not bring 50 shades of gray into this because that's just uh, unnecessary but it's not kind of like actually sacrificing their life to fix the other person but it's just more like you know um i i believe that you have this in you and i believe that you're a good person like you know all the things that gwen says to lancelot in that episode who is you know terribly depressed and literally has nothing left to live for and she's like but that's not true because i know like I've seen the person that you were when you came to Camelot. I've seen that you want to do good things. I've seen that you're an amazing fighter, and I've seen that you are, you know, you you have this light inside of you. And like scenes like that just always fill me with so much joy because I'm just like, oh, I just love this dynamic. It's just amazing. And I just, yeah, I just wish that like we had had more of that. <laughs> it's so dark. Um. Yeah, I'm just... Oh, my, my, I'm sad now. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, this was supposed to be the no, the light no, category no, I, that lifts you up. Oh, no, it's okay. Like, the, the thing is, like, I still love them, and, yeah, I just... The entire... Like, I would love to sit down with the producers or the writers and just, like, ask them what their plans were for this ship when they wrote it, because... And, you know, not to brag or anything, but... You know, Bradley James himself said that he thought Lancelot was the better choice for Gwen. So I'm just kind of like, what What were you guys doing? What were you guys doing? Please. Well, I mean, he his exact words are, um, I think that Lancelot is the better choice for Guinevere because Arthur's main focus is Camelot, <laughs> which, <laughs> I mean, is kind of true, but kind of not because Arthur's main focus is things that Arthur likes, but okay. <laughs> That's basically it. Um yeah. Like, um I'm just like I'm just laughing because I just recently rewatched the moment of truth and there's a scene in that where Merlin says he's gonna go to save his mum and Arthur says, I do exactly the same and I'm like, really? well you shouldn't because you shouldn't just leave to go save a parent or a friend you should stay in Camelot because you're the prince but okay that's that's fine um so yeah like yeah I'm just but they are my like tragic ill-fated babies and I love them and the only like thing I have is that I wish we had more scenes but to be honest with you actually gives me a lot of chance to make like cool manips for them and like things like that so you know 
you work with what you have. Sometimes, you know, smaller, smaller meals are richer, you know. There's a reason why posh restaurants only serve you small portions because that's all you need. So there you go. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I hope that's why anyway and not – I mean, yeah. They're better quality. There you go. Better quality. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, do you like anything about them at all? I like them in different adaptations and yeah. source materials. Okay. I just don't like them on BBC's Merlin. Fair enough. Like <laughs> I, I probably, I'm pretty sure I like them literally everywhere else because of all the star-crossed lovers, tragic kind of thing. Yeah. But just literally not on BBC's Merlin. I just like no. <laughs> It's really weird. Like, I don't know if you have the same thing as me, but like, I am always more likely to ship something if I already know. Like, not necessarily. Like, so it's okay. If I heard, if I was getting into a new show and someone said to me, "Oh, so and so gets together," that wouldn't make me ship them. But if I'm getting into something that is based on stuff that I already know, so either based on like historical figures or legends or anything that has like a great amount of kind of prestige behind it i'm almost guaranteed to ship it because there's something about it like if like i don't know if i would have shipped lancelot and gwen in merlin as much if they weren't lancelot and guinevere like i feel like those names attached to them and the history that that brings and the knowledge of all the stuff they've gone through in all different kind of adaptations of that dynamic i think that in my opinion props up ships like that and if they were something different in a different thing with different names i don't think it would be the same it's the same as like i don't think i would like i don't know if any of you guys that listen have ever seen the film the young victoria but i love it and i don't think that i would love the relationship between victoria and albert in that movie as much i could like like i probably would still love it but i wouldn't love it as much if i didn't know how like amazing their love story was in real life and i feel like even before you go into this movie or this show like having that knowledge i feel like feeds my love for those kinds of ships more so that's probably another reason why i love them so much because i'm like they are Lancelot and Guinevere. They are amazing. And the reason why that never happened for me with Arthur and Gwen is because they literally were not in love in the legend. So, like, hence. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, do you, I mean, is there, so what other, like, adaptation have you seen them in that maybe you've liked or... The only thing that actually comes to mind right now is a book series that I read started to read ages ago and never got past the second part of the trilogy uh which is called uh i'm blanking on it but it's basically the concept is that half like greece greek half gods are real all of the greek mythology is real and like children are like half gods the children of gods and mortals keep like reincarnating like they keep showing up with the same faces so the person who used to be helen of troy um 
shows up through the ages again and again and again with different names. And she's always destined to fall in love with Prince uh, Paris, or Paris, however you want to pronounce him, um, who also shows up through the ages again and again and again with the same face. And at one point, they are Guinevere and Lancelot. And uh, something always stops them from being together. And that's just a cycle that repeats itself over and over and over again. That is so So, lovely. I love that. That is like, but it's only like, it's mentioned in the second book, I think, once or twice. But that's the one I was thinking of where I'm like, that's where I can get behind this, like this eternally tragic love story that maybe now centuries later we'll finally find a happy ending because like the main character of this book um she's this reincarnated helen of troy and of course she and the reincarnation of prince uh paris are just star-crossed yet again that is really really wonderful i love that idea that's so great oh I I just love, like, because I feel like there are different kinds of ship archetypes and obviously not every ship, you know, would fit a certain archetype. And I just feel like I don't mind so much that these guys don't have the development or the time spent on them that, say, like, Mirtha do. Because even though Mirtha still has that, like, ill-fated thing about them, for me, the the thing I love about that ship, it's more to do with kind of the small things like the, the deep, like knowing of somebody else, which is obviously what, what this is all about. Like the two sides of the same coin and like being joined at the hip. Whereas with these two, it's actually kind of what keeps them apart. That makes it so like me wanting them to just like be together and for Arthur to go and be with my get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) move like like literally like it's kind of the flip of like they are the flip of mirtha for me they're like the other side of the coin oh my god like they are yeah so like we're in mirtha we're just like oh i just like you know and i don't mean this in like whatever like i like gwen but i mean like you know we just want gwen to get out of the way so they can be together in this case i'm like i just want arthur to get out of the way (laughs) i'm like just so that they can like sort yourselves out people but um yeah so uh, I've probably forgotten so many things, but I know there are some Gwen Slot shippers out there, so please either like at reply me or follow me on Tumblr or Twitter because I talk of like I I reblog and I talk about them a lot. Like I have a lot of appreciation for them, and I've probably missed out so many things. But I feel like when it's just me and Momo and we have like kind of opposing views, like i don't really like to kind of go into all my super deep meta because I have no one to bounce off of, so I'm like I don't want to like. <laughs> get into it too much um i feel like i mean i'm i'm gonna call out vicky and insist she comment on this episode so that we can then have a talk back about it so i can talk about them some more so <laughs> please um <laughs> comment a lot there you go we're gonna ask you guys to do that for this episode yes. for me please sir comments a lot yes please comment a lot because i didn't even like I mean, we're going to do, like, favorite scenes and stuff. So I even get into most of my stuff with Lance on Guinevere. I mean, there's not really much point in me talking about the, uh, like, I mean, we haven't even talked about Lancelot, do like, All right, okay, look, I'm just going to get this out of the way. 
I hate what they did in Lancelot Dulac for obvious reasons. We've already discussed this. We will discuss it when we do the season four, episode nine review. But obviously for me as a shipper, seeing them interacting in the same room, like talking to each other and actually like things like it's amazing because they didn't get to do that like for two seasons so yeah Yeah. it's amazing and like the one yeah the one thing this episode is actually like good for for the Gwenzelot shippers is that it can be used for all these AU type gift sets on Tumblr (laughs) yeah and it's like having them actually kiss in this episode and to be honest with you like I know Lancelot is acting a little bit like broodier and darker than usual but he's not really that different like when he's around her like he's still acting the same so like it's actually like if you forget what's going on in the episode and you just watch their scenes in isolation you can actually still enjoy it you know it's like quite nice um and obviously there's that beautiful quote from Morgana which you know has nothing to do with the enchantment where he says to her you are her first love and I'm just like yes liar that was Merlin well, crushes is not the same. <laughs> well, we don't know how deep her feelings actually ran. It's never mentioned uh, after season one. Well, I mean, I know what a crush looks like. That's, that's you know. I mean, I'm actually excited to talk about Merlin and Gwen when we do minor headships because, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm really curious as to, like, whether they, like, because Merlin and Gwen still have a lot of, like, back and forth in season uh in episode nine and then in episode 10 we have the first seeds of arwen like the first scene of theirs together where they start sewing that ship and merlin and gwen is just dropped like a hot potato like nothing it's it's literally the same with arthur and morgana they are dropped in the same span of time almost and i'm just a bit like did you guys just wake up one morning and decide to write arwen is that why all this happened <laughs> because i'm really curious as to how all these other ships just went like like it was gone uh same with like obviously Lancelot and Gwen because he's never mentioned again until he shows up in Lancelot and Guinevere and then he's never mentioned again until the coming of Arthur and I'm just like okay like I'm really surprised that Arthur and Gwen didn't have one scene together in season four when Lancelot was in the castle for a year we he was there for a year and we didn't get anything with him because we had a time jump. I just remembered that. Whatever, but I'm surprised that we didn't have a scene between like like them two. Him, like you know, not that it's all right to be jealous if your ex or whatever is like around, but even like maybe a scene with between him and Merlin being like, oh, Lancelot's back. Like they had a thing, right? Like she was going to run away with him and he's feeling a bit, they just don't bring it up. It's like they pretend it never happened. I think we talked about this in the, did we talk about this in the Arwen episode? Like even when they are having their thing, Lancelot's never brought up. Like in the whole of season two, she had this big epic thing for him. And then Arthur's just like, you know, they have this back and forth, but not once is he like, well, I'm a prince, but also, aren't you in love with this other guy? <laughs> it's like, not <laughs> once. Because <laughs> he actually, you know, he saw how she reacted when he left. And I'm just like, I guess that scene of her hugging Morgana and looking at him and him walking away is the deep conversation they needed about the Lancelot issue. Okay. Probably. I mean, yeah. So, 
if I have forgotten stuff, please, please come and comment and talk to us about it. Uh, but I think we're going to move into the fandom stuff now, aren't we? So how are they? How are they different in fandom than they are in canon? Like the characters individually, or just the the pairing? Like, I mean, the most obvious thing would be that in fandom they actually are together a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Even just this background pairing somewhere. You will have some Gwensalot action. Um, I mean, especially, you, you mentioned it, especially the Mirtha shippers like to pair Gwen and Lancelot together because it gets rid of the, of the spares and, you know, they, they make a good companion pairing to Mirtha. I agree. Like, they, they are obviously together in canon a lot of the time, which I really, really enjoy. And I feel like, I mean, it's, it's really interesting because they are a background pairing and I'm really surprised that people don't kind of bring them more to the forefront in Mirtha Fix. I mean, I guess, but then again, we've kind of talked about it that Gwen is kind of sidelined a lot in Mirtha Fix just anyway. But, um, in terms of the way that Gwen is in Fix, I feel like she's often a lot bubblier than she ended up being on the show because like, bubbly Gwen is only really in like season one I'd say by like season two she's already like really serious like future queen whereas like in fix a lot of the time I feel like she's still got that like she's still got that kind of like happy uh bubbly kind of personality I'm thinking the good times are killing me when the boys show up to the to the um Gwen's house and Morgana and Gwen onto the door and Morgana is just like oh me and Gwen were thinking about how we shouldn't even let you in and and they're like oh oh I, we're sorry and Gwen's just kind of like you know f- kind of feels bad for me she's like oh but you both look good though and like it's stuff like that like she's not really like that in canon um in terms of I mean after season one she's definitely not like that anymore in my opinion I mean would you say that she's a bit more kind of like that in fix like bubblier a bit more kind of I don't want to say innocent but just not like she is on the show after season one Mm. if anything i would have said that no she's actually like yes there are fix where she is like that but there are also like i think in my my impression is that there are at least as many fix if not more in which she's you know mature reasonable sensible like she's got she's got it together she knows what she wants in life um and and doesn't really word vomit that much or okay. just um babbles she doesn't babble that much right right, I right, think. right right yeah i think she she mostly does it when she's when she's like nervous yeah you know that that's when she does it so once she stops like once she has more confidence or once she knows someone better i think she stops babbling i don't think she's ever babbled like with morgana about anything because she she trusted morgana so she's been she's been fine and she stops babbling around merlin because she stops having a crush on him well i have a theory that gwen only babbles with people that she has a crush on which is why it kind of annoys me when people do it like put her in fix doing it with with the gang once she's known them for ages because the only people she does it with are Merlin, Arthur and Lancelot. So it's like, it kind of, yeah, like she never does it with Morgana and we don't actually really see her interacting with anybody else. 
which is so bad. But she doesn't really do it. Oh, okay, sorry. She doesn't do it with Leon, but by that point, she's already stopped really doing it by season three. But, um, I'm, oh yeah, she does it, um, in, um, in two weeks' notice as well. There's a really sweet scene. Isn't it when Merlin says, like, he's going to go undercover as Arthur's assistant? And she's like, oh, but you don't really seem like the, the undercover type or something like that. And he kind of is like, oh, and she's like, oh, but, not that you wouldn't, you know, like, I'm sure you could do it, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I think in the narration or something, it says, like, oh, he was, like, he, like, felt the desperate need to shut her up because she just, like, couldn't stop. She just, like, kept going on and on. That is my favorite Gwen, though, to be quite honest. Um, It's the Gwen that I really, really like. And um, I'm sad that we don't, like, see more of her in fic uh, or just on the show in general because I just feel like, yeah, I... I didn't. I I kind of stopped liking her as much when she became like really serious and stuff. Like, oh, but you know that's just my thing. I feel like because Morgana was like, you know, because they had, you know, they had Morgana be kind of like serious in a way, like and kind of stoic. And I liked that Gwen was kind of like, like a balancing kind of thing where she was like more light-hearted in her approach to things and then the same kind of we had like a similar kind of a balance with Merlin and Arthur but oh well um in terms of Lancelot again we I mean he's just he's in fix so much less than he is like yeah I mean we've already kind of discussed this but in terms of like the tropes that are used for like their relationship which is kind of what we've got next I feel like they they sometimes are long distance which obviously makes sense. <laughs> um, we've already talked about how Lancelot is often like kind of a champion for all these like good causes. And, uh, or I've, like I said, on a couple of occasions read him as being like in the army, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense as well. Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, I've read so little thick where they're like front and center. It's really hard to get a read on what they're kind of like, alone because we only see them through Merlin and Arthur's eyes a lot of the time and it's just like I mean I feel like maybe you're a little better judge of like thick stuff than me like what would you say is like the main read that you get of them like as a ship in thick when they're written well my impression again this is just my my impression and it's it might be totally off base but then again uh all of it is uh, subjective, what we talk about here. But like, like I said, in my opinion, Gwen is usually the the reasonable one, the one who's got both feet on the ground, the one who, you know, thinks about their future and what they like, where she wants the relationship to go. While Lancelot often has his head in the clouds or travels a lot or like does both, or he's like. <laughs> super noble and like you said he's super noble and goes off to save i don't know whales or i don't know deworm orphans in somalia or (laughs) i don't know like that's that's a lot of the characterization that i feel i've come across yeah or maybe it's just that that's the one that you know sort of aligns with my own headcanons for modern like this is modern au we're talking about yeah i mean um like this uh, sort of aligns with my own modern AU headcanons for them, so that's why that comes to mind. Yeah. Something else I've noticed is that, um, like they are a background pairing, 
basically all the time. I, I see them in fix. It's pretty much only ever as background pairing. But because, well, I don't go and look for Quencelot fig in general because I don't ship it. Um, but a lot of the times there there's an actual affair between Gwen and Lancelot while she's with Arthur. Oh, okay. I've, I've seen that, definitely. Um, sometimes she and Lancelot get together after Gwen and Arthur break up. And sometimes they've been together all along. Like, I feel like those are the three, the three options you have. You never see them, like, if you see them get together during a, let's say, Merthyr fig, it's either after, like, literally they were just introduced, and that's why they haven't been together all this time yet. Or one of them has been in a relationship with someone else before, and that's why they haven't been together all along yet. Um, or, well, no, that's actually the two, the two <laughs> types. Like, they've been together all along since the beginning of the fake, or they literally just met or just became free to date each other, and that's why they haven't been together all this time yet. Yeah. So, I feel um, like, and I don't know if this is just because they are usually sub- subjected to background pairing in fix that I have this impression. Like, because, like I said, in fan, like, sorry, in canon, I see them as this big, epic, star-crossed thing because of the way it goes down for them and the way that you know their source material counterparts end up but in thick because like you said the story is so rarely focused on them for me the impression i get is a similar one to what we talked about when we talked about the tropes for gwen and morgana which is that merlin and arthur are like these two idiots that can't get their shit together and in most of the Murtha fics that I've read, they're either already together or they're getting together and they're getting together a little bit more functionally than Murtha are getting together. But they're kind of like the functional pair. They're the pair mm-hmm. that like, you know, they're like, they're like your neighbors, like someone that will, you know, come and bring you some pie if you're feeling bad. Yeah. Or, you know, we'll, they're like, we'll, they're yeah. always the perfect couple in the background. Yeah. They are like, like they are, yeah. they are the perfect sickeningly cute couple with the house with the picket fence and the 2.5 children mm-hmm. absolutely and like although often they don't actually have children like i, I don't really <laughs> see them often with with like children no. i think i don't see a lot of parent mirtha though either i feel like that's not yeah there's not there's not that much parent fic in this fandom like or maybe it's just because i don't go looking for it because i don't enjoy parent Fic in Merlin fandom, but I don't reason. really. In, I mean, I'm not crazy about parent fic in general because, as a 25 year old, I'm very much li- like I live in fear of what kids can do to someone's sex life. So I'm just kind of like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so like I just kind of... I just don't want kids, so I don't really relate to parent fic most of the time. So yeah, that's yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't see it, like, so I don't seek it out, but I feel like in other fandoms, I always see it, whereas I don't really, like, because if I'm just in, like, in the Mirtha tag, like, like, I can still see that it's there, like, even if I don't choose to read it, and I just don't see it often, so I feel like for Quincelot, it's like, you know, it's never going to happen either, but um, I feel like they are, yeah, they're the couple that kind of is um, sort of, like, and I'm thinking about this just because I'm thinking of a scene from Jurassic the Redefining Protocol. I think it's one of the um, 
I think it's the wedding one actually where Merlin comes over and he's drunk and he's like I I can't marry him I'm gonna be a princess or something like that and like that is literally my read on them it's like they have everything perfectly planned out and they just wait for people to come and burden them with their problems like that is literally what I think about which is so weird because obviously that's just nothing nothing like what they are in canon which is I mean this is literally why we created the fanon versus canon category of these ship episodes is how are they different and this is probably the biggest departure for any of the ships on the show i would say like of how they're written in modern mm-hmm. or just in general although i will say the way they get together sometimes in my opinion is kind of like even if it's like a hint of this like martha will get together in this like really dysfunctional ways that boys do because they don't know how to feel so they're just kind of like uh i hate you and then like they won't say things and then they'll hurt each other's feelings and that's kind of how they'll do it whereas gwen and Lancelot, when they tend to get together they also have that angsty element that they have from canon where they're like oh but but it's less about like the hate to love and it's more kind of like they're both really into one another but they just can't like that they're waiting for someone to say it first, which is kind of like, even if it's like, it's just like a single scene that they're in, I feel much more of that kind of giddiness about them, which is kind of what I see when I watch uh, season one, episode five, like that kind of dancing around and, Oh, I didn't mean to touch your arm and oops, I meant to touch your arm. Like, you know, it's that kind of thing, which I see with them, which probably is where the kind of, perfect couple tm comes from like where they're just so happy to be around one another which uh, i mean a lot of the ships on the show aren't like that they're just at each other's throats all the time <laughs> so it's probably that's uh that's probably why but um yeah i feel like that's probably the only archetypes that i can think of because they're not really in a lot of thick <laughs> so yeah oh well so do you have any any favorite head cannons about them? Well, I mean, my head cannon I kind of made into a fic because I wrote my fic in the hiatus between season two and three. So we didn't know what was going to happen with Gwen's lot. And I literally just wrote him coming back and Gwen being overjoyed because at the time it was round about the time that Sweet Dreams was happening. So it had only been like six episodes or something or less I like I can't count now but like about six episodes since he'd been gone so like less than a year and she the feelings were still very much fresh and like sweet dreams is really the episode where things kind of start happening with Arwen anyway so she was still very much into him and like he basically in my head canon like he comes back and he said that he tried to stay away from her and he just couldn't and you know he like kind of lives in her house in secret because he's you know he's still banished and you know, he's not allowed and, you know, like he's not allowed to be there and all this kind of stuff. And then they basically, um, they got married, uh, in Gwen's, in Gwen's house. Um, and it was very, very sweet. And then, uh, basically they, and yeah, and they were just, a, they were just a background pairing and they, uh, Gwen was pregnant and she had a baby and it was all wonderful. Another headcanon that I had, I made a fan video for, which was basically, Shortly after the coming of Arthur Part 2, when Lancelot comes back, because obviously she says to him in, in Lancelot and Guinevere, like, as long as I live, my feelings for you will never fade. And uh, she kind of, after all the madness dies down of, like, the final battle, and obviously Lancelot is now in Camelot, like, properly, she kind of thinks about 
like not that it was like a promise to him but she, like starts to rethink her life choices and stuff and is like oh i feel you know like i'm starting to feel things for him again and i feel like it would be a betrayal of my feelings you know if i kind of you know went with arthur now instead and i think i still love him so she so she leaves arthur and she's like no i want to be with lancelot instead and arthur is heartbroken but there's merlin so it's all good <laughs> and then he she goes to him and he asks her to marry her pretty much straight away because of course he does because it's gwen and they're in love and then basically my head canon for that was that they live side by side with like mirtha and they do all the like fun courtly love things you know jousting and she'll give him a favor and all this kind of stuff and uh they get married and it's amazing and he's a knight and so she kind of actually becomes kind of part of the nobility and like they're just like this amazing like power couple like i said like taking on the world and doing good things and then one day camelot has to go to war and arthur has to leave and has like this emotional thing with like merlin and then like lancelot has to leave and has this like emotional goodbye with gwen Merlin and Gwen are like comforting each other because they're like waiting for like their like loves to come back. Basically, what happens is sort of like what happens to Lancelot in the end, like he sacrifices his life and goes into like some magical vortex or whatever, and Arthur is brought back and then like dies at Camelot. And Merlin and Gwen are just like heartbroken and like it's just really tragic and terrible. And uh, I mean, in my head canon, they probably ended up kind of ruling Camelot together after that anyway, like platonically or otherwise i mean all my head cannons end up in death so <laughs> it's pretty much like but i i mean fluffy head cannon was the first one they get married and they have a baby what else do you want with lancelot and gwen i just want them to be happy <laughs> i just want them to be happy and like they've had enough drama already for christ's sake but yeah any head cannon of mine is just where when he comes back she sees her, like she she comes to her senses and is like what am i doing this is this is this is the love of my life but I mean, that totally happened. Sure. So what are your favorite episodes? <laughs> Because you have so many to pick from. You know, in theory. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Out of the couple that you have, which one is your favorite? I, I was just laughing because you're literally just like interviewing me. You have nothing to say. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just... I, look, I, I'm just going to throw it out that I feel mildly ashamed that you had something to come up with for Arwen and you couldn't even think of anything to even like mildly that's because recognize. i'm indifferent towards arwen i actively do not ship gwencelot <laughs> fine i thought that not shipping and being indifferent to were the same thing surely you have surely shipping is an active verb surely indifference is not the same as not shipping okay <laughs> well i am let's say i'm more anti gwencelot okay. on this show than i am anti-Arwen on the show. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> so, I mean, it's got to be Lancelot and Guinevere. Like, it's perfect tragedy, like, high stakes, high drama. They just have, like, the best... Well, it's not a meet-cute, because they've already met, but, like, they have the best reuniting scene because they can't, like, you know, speak like on behalf of themselves because she's pretending to be Morgana and like I said he has that beautiful moment where he calls her my lady which you know of course he does because she's pretending to be a lady but he really still believes that she's a lady and you can and like she has this moment where she kind of like kind of 
like has like an in like an intake of breath where you like know that like she's reminded of when he like called out before and i'm just like oh it's just so beautiful and like how he like she like gives her a reason to live again and how he like spends like you know he has this kind of like newfound confidence and he uses it to like save her life and get her out of there and it's just like all of it is just um everything i love about this ship but yeah you're right there was if you're talking about the actual meat on the bones there was only three episodes to choose from if you want to count lancelot dulac which i mean you can because it's still about their relationship like the reason why morgana uses him is because it's lancelot she could have used any guy to have gwen cheat on with but she chose him because it means something so there you go um shall i just carry yeah go go on (laughs) with your favorite quote my favorite quote um is actually uh so i i say recently i'm i completely lose track of time i made a lancer on gwen video that was really full of quotes about a year ago uh it was to um say something and um i was kind of going through all their quotes because i was like oh they don't have like a huge amount but i'm but I want to see like um, what they do have. And I basically, uh, like all the main ones for their relationship, I actually was like, oh, I love them. But then I found one that I completely forgot about and it just slayed me. And it was when Hengist like, has him in the cage and he's saying to him, um, uh, oh, well, I mean, Lancelot has that moment where he accidentally rhymes and he's like, oh, you you can do whatever you like with me. I do not care. You can do no harm to Guinevere. And I was like, that's funny. Um, and then he's and then he's like, oh, was that her name? A servant girl. And you really believe she's worth dying for? And he just kind of like laughs and pauses and just says like, she is worth more to me than you will ever understand. And every time I hear it, it just makes me do a voice like this. <laughs> <laughs> It's stuff like that. It's like the big epic declarations of love that I want out of a ship like this. I don't think I could have that with Mirtha. Like, okay, that is actually quite a Mirtha-ish quote, like, because it's not direct. It's like, and and like they're not saying it to each other. But um, oh, and actually, I say, I mean, I mean, I love all of their quotes. Like, you know, I would die for you one hundred times over. Live for me, or everything that I am has been for nothing, which is basically the same thing that Jack said to Rose. And now I have to stop. And like, but there's another one that I love, and it's when they're trapped in the cage together, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, this is my fault." And he says, "Um, you have nothing to apologize for." you reminded me of who I am. I will die with faith in my heart. That is worth more than anything. And just, oh, they just, oh, they're just the best. I love them. My favorite scene. This is really difficult for me, actually, because I love all of their scenes. But if I was to, uh, it would be a, probably be a tie between the their first meeting, because like I said, it's just so giddy and flirty and like amazing and it's just iconic with the hand kiss and like everything about it and Merlin being oblivious it just perfect and I mean again Vicky will appreciate me mentioning this but the fact that Angel wasn't supposed to kneel down on the ground to measure his leg and so his reaction which is 
uh, um, is completely like genuine and it's what makes the scene even better because he's just like so flustered and I'm like, it's amazing. And, um, and then the second one is when they're in the cage and they're about to be eaten alive by Wilderin, um, which is just the way everyone wants to go and, uh, just how they're like tied back to back and they can't like see each other or talk to each other. What like, like they can't even be face to face like one last time, but they're talking to each other. And, you know, he says that amazing quote and the fact that they, you know, were about to die together and the fact that she like takes his hand and squeezes it. Like I just, Oh, it's just so amazing that that is like, you know, had Arthur and Merlin not decided to come follow them, like that would have just been their last moments. And like, even, I mean, to be honest with you, I can't think of anything more romantic. It's just like the most beautiful thing ever. So those two I love. And I don't really have a favorite fan work because I just, anything that we get for them is I'm grateful for. <laughs> like anything <laughs> that we have is just, yeah, I'm just going to go for it and say, I, I, I don't, I don't have a favorite. So actually just thought of something that like, it's not super favorite, but it's like, it's a Gwensalot fan work that I've seen and liked. Mm-hmm. So that, that qualifies, uh, in this case, there is a photo shoot of Vicky as Lancelot and someone else. I, sorry, I'm, for- I forgot the name, but I, we will link to it in our post as Gwen and they're doing like this Gwensalot photo shoot as cosplayers. And, um, I will link to that because that is quite, quite sweet. That is to, so weird that you said that because literally just before you were about to speak, I was like, Oh, hang on. I know what I can wreck as a favorite fan work. That Instagram post where Vicky's proposing to Gwen, <laughs> like, so, uh, so our friend Vicky, who cosplays a lot as Lancelot, she, um, posted on Instagram on Valentine's Day. Uh, about like like loving your OTP or something, which basically gave me the idea for like creating a tag for Valentine's Day, which was love your OTP day, which I basically feel like is the best Valentine's Day tag of all time. Thank you, Vicky. And when I saw that, it just filled me with a million feels. I'm just I'm just looking at a Gwenzelot fan art on Tumblr just now by an artist called um, Fossagrim. And it's just uh, them holding hands and staring into each other's eyes. So I'll I think just. That's one of my wrecks. <laughs> and she's actually she's actually wearing blue. So there you go. This could be this could be a wedding pic. Yay! Yay! So yeah, there's another one for the favorite fanworks or fanworks that I've seen and liked of Gwen <laughs> Listen, I did actually go looking for them. I just didn't really <laughs> find any. Like on Tumblr when you go into the Gwen tag, there's a lot of text posts and a bunch of fake posts and then a lot of like gift sets of them. But that's it. You sa- like every time you said one of those words, you sounded so angry. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of text posts and <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm upset on your behalf that oh. there's not more fan art, for example, of them. Oh, like fine. I wait tables for a living. I'm used to being upset. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me quickly give uh give us some some AO3 stats so we can all cry and tell our teas about how 
little there is of Gwencelot, actually. So the AO3 tag for Gwen and Lancelot is Gwen slash Lancelot, parenthesis Merlin. There were almost 1,300 works in this tag on the 28th of July, 2018. And it's actually the third biggest ship in the fandom after Merthyr and Arwen. But if you exclude all the Merthyr figs from these almost 1,300 1300 works, there are only 175 left that are tagged with Gwen and Lancelot. Wow. Yeah. There are over 1,500 works in the Guinevere slash Lancelot du Lac tag, but this, as always, includes all the Merlin works as well as any other adaptation of the ship. Like, for example, the Gwen and Lancelot from Once Upon a Time, the Gwen and Lancelot from The Legends, literally any Gwen and Lancelot fic ever posted to AO3 with uh, with a Gwen and Lancelot type tag will be in the Guinevere slash Lancelot Deluxe tag. So, out of the 1500 works of Guinevere and Lancelot, there are 1300 works of BBC's Merlin, so think about that. And then I like to do like top five by different categories. I had to content with like top three because <laughs> like like I mean I could have found top five for everything, but it would have just gotten progressively sadder and I feel like that's not what we're here for. I mean, yes, Melissa always gets sad, but like we don't have to be downright depressing. Hashtag Melissa always gets sad. <laughs> And this is just as a reminder that it's difficult to determine the stats for a relatively rare pairing since many fics treat them as background characters. So I compiled the statistics to the best of my abilities, but I did not read any of the fics that are in this uh, in the statistics. So please forgive me if Coincidot is not actually like in the foreground as much as I think was led to believe by the tagging and the summary. <laughs> I love the okay. way you said that. <laughs> I'm just trying to cover all my bases. <laughs> so, top three by kudos are, first one, Crossing a Line by Footloose. This is part of the Loaded March series, and this, according to the tags, actually just about Gwen and Lancelot. It's about 1,600 words long. It's rated Gen. It has 203 kudos. The second one is If I Keep My Eyes Closed, He Looks Just Like You by Broken Shards, which has almost 7,000 words, is also rated Gen, and has only 80 kudos. And then the third one is Undeniable by Heavily, and that one has... 332,000 words is rated mature and has 41 kudos. I mean, can we just praise? <laughs> like, because I, I mean, can we, okay, I'm just going to kind of tell a story about this fic because before I even knew that we were going to be recording this episode, I think some, you know, something in the good Lord said to me, Roxanne, you should probably start doing some research for Lancelot and Gwen fic, you know, for the September episode. <laughs> and I started and I found 
through the Lancelot and Gwen LJ, which is, I mean, even for 2018 standards is very, very thin. I found this fic and I actually found the link on fan, uh, on a, a fanfiction.net and I saw that it was main pairing Lancelot and Gwen. Even the summary stated that it was main pair, like that it was about them and their love story. And it was 300,000 <laughs> words long. And I mean, Momo, can you please link in this episode a screen cat, like, like, like a screen grab of my interaction <laughs> with Vicky when I found I can, this pic on the internet? I, yeah, I'll, I'll link to your tweet. Because it's not a problem. It's just like so many words for Lancelot and Gwen. I don't care if I don't find another fic for the rest of my life. <laughs> so many. So yeah, happy days. <laughs> there is light at the end of the tunnel, guys. Yeah. So those are the top three, and it only has forty-one kudos. It's just it's sad. So many words for so little kudos. I hope it has more comments on fanficnet. So the top three by comments are all his worldly worth for this by Non Island, which has two thousand words, is rated teen and has twenty-two comments. Again, undeniable the three hundred thousand word long. Super thick. Also 22 comments on AO3. And the third one is Choices, Chances, Changes by Mon Joe with almost 21,000 words, rated teen, and only 15 comments. So, everybody who ships squints a lot, go and read these fics and then comment and kudos on them. I can confirm that the same story on fanfiction.net has 224 comments. Good. I'm I'm relieved to hear that. I'm honestly <laughs> relieved to hear that for, like, the writer's sake. <laughs> <laughs> the Gwencelot shipper's sake, because I would have been so disappointed in you all <laughs> if that had not been, if that had not been the case. This is when things start to get muddy when you have, like, multiple platforms. I didn't even know this fic existed on AO3. I started reading it on on uh, on FFNet, and then I f- saw that Momo found an AO3 link, so now I can enjoy it in its well-formatted glory. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the oldest fic on the archive that's exclusively Gwencelot, from what I can tell, is Roads That Lead to Everywhere or Nowhere by Tilan and was published on the 17th of November 2009. And for the newest one, I'm just looking it up now, but um, I think it might be that one. It's called The Lady of Charlotte which is a fusion between two fandoms, from what I can tell. It's by Queen of Relax. It's almost 5,000 words long. It was posted on the 12th of June, 2018. Which is ridiculous, because now that I think back to it, like when we posted, when we did this for Mirtha, it was like basically three new fakes every hour. And now (laughs) you have like... There is another one that is was posted in July with, like, the Gwencelot tag. But, um, it has as main pairing mentioned, like, the first pairing mentioned is Gwen Arthur, the second one is Gwen Merlin Arthur, and then Gwen Lancelot is the third pairing on the list. And I'm just not sure that Gwencelot gets, like, 
such a prominent role. <laughs> nice. <laughs> on, uh, oh, in, in this story. Also, fun bit, the one before the Lady of Shalott is our Melissa episode on Lancelot <laughs> in this list. So we are in the top three of the most recent works oh, for, God's sake. For, for Gwencelot. And then once this post goes up, our our episode will be the most recent, so <laughs> you're welcome. Oh my god. Okay, so the longest is Big Surprise, Undeniable by Heatherly with 332,000 words. God or bless. if you want to or if we want to be exact, it's 332,918. So it's almost 333,000 words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 124 chapters, just in case anybody wants to know that. And the shortest story is called On the Archive. Again, this is just on archive of our own because... I did not torture myself by going through all the options of fic archives on this planet. <laughs> the shortest one is called For Now, is also written by Non-Island, and is 56 words long. Rated Jen. So, these just as quick, quick, quick stats for this pairing. Yeah, again, like, I always... Like, I might not ship it, and I might be actively against the ship on the show. But I still feel bad for everybody who do, who does ship it, because, like, that's just sad. <laughs> that's just <laughs> so I, sad. But I feel like... I don't... I've never met anyone, at least, that ships them as a main pairing. Like, even if you OTP for them like I do, you're most likely shipping Martha as a main pair and you have plenty of meat there and even in fix that are about them you have stuff there to keep you company so i mean if you're getting into a fandom like merlin to like main ship and main otp are shipping like arthur uh, like um like lancer and gwen you're probably not going to be in the fandom for very long so we're 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 probably well seen too with other ships it's okay what what do what do people like um, Vicky do who, as far as I'm aware, ships Merlin Lancelot and Gwen Lancelot for the most part. Like, and I know Vicky also like sort of ships Merthyr, but I I don't think Vicky actually like really ships ships Merthyr. Right. You know. So what? That's just it's just upsetting. Yeah, it's just upsetting. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to Rex. I'll just get mine out of the way because um, <laughs> you, uh, you have a couple more than I do. A couple. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my my first wreck is called "Did someone send for the fire brigade?" By the Mad Lurker. It was potfig by Sophonispa. It's about 2,000 words long. The rating is teen. The summary is. In which Gwen is just trying to get married. Lancelot is just trying to do his job. And Merlin isn't trying very hard to be a good maid of honor. So it's kind of open-ended. There's actually Arwen in the background. But 
like Gwen's getting married to Arthur, but and this is the part where all the Arwen shippers need to cover their ears so they don't hear this. Uh, but Gwen, Gwen most definitely has something going on with Lancelot in the story, who is the stripper at her bachelorette party. Praise. Yes. So, um, this was an interesting uh, 15 minutes to listen to. <laughs> definitely. I need to download this immediately. <laughs> like, stripper Lancelot. I didn't know I needed that in my life until this moment. Yeah. And um, the second one is called for you, my liege, the world. It's written by Angelique and perfect by Eos Rose. And the funny thing is that I listened to this yesterday and then I told Roxanne before we started recording this episode that, oh, I listened to this great fic, but I don't think I should recommend it to the Gwencelot shippers. And I told her about it and she was like, oh, I was going to recommend that. Um, because it's like, it's super angsty. So this is like a joint wreck from both of us. <laughs> It's Mono also can too- have it. It's fine. I've got so many. <laughs> it's not like you have a dozen more. <laughs> so it's also 2,000 words long, uh, approximately. It's also rated teen. The summary is, Gwen and Lancelot cannot be allowed to get away with their betrayal of Arthur. And so this is canon fake. It's canon AU yeah, Canon AU, I think Arthur knows about Merlin Mad- Merlin's magic and he's already married to Gwen. And then he, like Arthur, um, catches Gwen and Lancelot in flagrante. And they, uh, Gwen and Lancelot, they flee from Camelot and Merlin goes after them to bring them back. And he does bring them back, but not before, like, making his anger shown like this is all from Merlin's point of view and it's very much about like also his feelings about Arthur and how you know he doesn't think that um anyone should be ever disloyal to Arthur and that everybody should always put their own feelings on the back burner as long as like just to make Arthur happy so this is an interesting character study of Merlin as well oh yeah it's also slightly like slightly unhinged evil Merlin, like the the one who's really gone off the deep end with his self-sacrificing nature. Oh, yeah. So yeah, this is not really a happy story for all the Gwencelot shippers, I'm afraid. But it's still a really good story. Um so if you can if you can live with more angst in your angsty ship, then go read that story or listen to the podfic, whatever whatever you like. All right, that's that's my two wrecks. <laughs> now, now with Roxanne and her two dozen links. So, because this is quite a rare pair, and you know, we, I didn't think we'd have so much to talk about because obviously we, you know, we only have like a couple of episodes of kind of content. But um, I have basically just gone crazy with Rex this time so that you guys can like go and you know have lots of content I'm gonna start with the vids because of course so first of all I'm linking to my Lancelot and Gwen YouTube playlist which I put all the Lancelot and Gwen stuff that I kind of like in there 
um there's quite a lot of stuff in there i've uh, but i've also put like my own stuff in there so that i've got everything in one place so some of it is mine and most of it is other people's but they're all really really good and i'm gonna um like mention some of them individually now so i've got uh she will be loved by Merlin is not a burglar, which I just think is such a cool username. <laughs> I just think it's really <laughs> awesome. Uh, she will be loved is obviously you no know, by Maroon Five, and it's just the perfect. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really know what the song's about. I should probably do some research about that because I love the song, but the the lyrics seem you know really applicable to them when you watch it in the video, and the lyrics are you know are really angsty and. You know, I just I really, really like it. And it's a really great vid for them. Uh, then there's one called uh, Play With Hearts by uh, Vanilla, who I actually worked with on uh, We Are Destined Studios, which is the Melanie and Arthur collab group. Please go check it out. It's no longer active, but still. And we uh, she, she actually, I think, uh, dedicated this uh, vid to me uh, as the only YouTuber per person that was like, like holding up the candle for Lancelot and Gwen <laughs> because like there was nobody else like that cared or made videos about them so uh this is a really cool one it's do you know what I can't remember the exact what is the name of the song because uh she's called the video play with hearts but it's I don't think that's the actual name of the song it's by Ellie Golding though go and check it out it's a cool beat to it and the coloring is really gorgeous and there's some really nice effects in there so it's a really pleasant one to watch and I watch it all the time and uh so this is probably my favorite one of the lot coming up because it's by my dear friend uh jess uh i like you 31 who i've wrecked many times before and those of you that listen closely might be thinking why are you wrecking a video that she did of lance and gwen isn't she an arwen shipper and she is she uh actually was part of a vidding competition where she had to vid uh like one of her no tps or a ship that she didn't like uh and basically in a way try to convince others to oh Vid a ship that she didn't like and convince us that she liked it in a way was the was the challenge and uh it's to uh my kind of perfect by David Archuleta which is just like one of the cutest songs I've ever heard in my entire life and the coloring is gorgeous and again she dedicated it to me because we were really good friends and she knows how much I adore last song Gwen we would also like always have some banter about like you know it was better like Arthur and Gwen or Lance and Gwen and it was just like such a lovely video and everyone should go watch it and she's an incredible video and for her to vid like one of my favorite ships was just the best thing in the world then we have uh one to a thousand years uh it's called one step closer and it's by rita i mean i really don't think i need to mention anything else lancelot and gwen a thousand years by christina perry like there we go <laughs> it is perfect it's such a lovely video i think it's in black and white if i remember correctly and which just makes everything even better and i absolutely adore it and then I have Away to You Again by Team Hodgins, which is really, really sweet. Again, I don't think this is the name of the song, but this is what they've called the video. And it's got a lot of quotes. It's got a lot of like, it's a very kind of quiet video, very minimalistic on effects and stuff. And I really love it. And it's the kind of vids that I love of them where you just have like the long silences with like epic quotes of amazingness. And I love it. So they're all of my uh, vid wrecks and for you know i'm actually wrecking some fix momo can you believe it <laughs> yeah it's oh wow i'm impressed yeah um they're in a lot but they're kind of just in the background but if you're a shipper you'll really appreciate like those small moments and there is no bigger appreciation of the small moments in any fic ever written 
then the student prints. I listened to this for like a third or fourth time about six months ago. And I just, every time I listen to it, I forget. I forget how amazing Lancelot and Quinn are in this story. And it's everything I love about them. It's how they're instantly into one another. But Lancelot is like, I'm nowhere near good enough for her. And Gwen is like, he's so gorgeous. I can't possibly approach him because look how gorgeous he is. And they just can't figure it out until like Mo and Arthur are like, you guys are into each other. And it's just the best. And I love it. And it's so beautiful. And eventually, obviously, they get together. And um, yeah, Gwen is a very much like bubbly foot and mouth kind of character in this and that's like I said I love that dynamic of the dark and brooding and almost unattainable falls for the sweet and lovely and pure-hearted individual like not that Lancelot isn't pure of heart because like I do think he is but just like his demeanor comes across as like I'm bad man you know so it's like a little bit different to Gwen's who is just like a marshmallow um Pairing Pendragon Merlin is the next one, which again we've mentioned many times with the Murphy stuff, but Lancelot and Gwen are equally adorable in this. I mean, what better meet cute can you possibly have in the history of the world than them showing up to a comic book convention wearing a couple's costume? I mean, by accident. It's just incredible. And they even in the narration have this moment where they say, like, if it was a movie, they'd have like a slow motion, like light bulb moment sort of thing when they saw each other which is basically everything i love about them and they are very much in the background here but even that one scene together i love and they're instantly into each other um then we have drastically redefining protocol now i'm mentioning that i'm don't think lancelot is in drastically redefining protocol but i think he is in drastically redefining protocol the wedding am i right momo He's not in DRP, is he? He's in the in the edition. Uh, I'm almost sure because he's because he's in the army and he comes back, right? And he's not been in the whole of DRP, but he's back for the wedding. And there's that bit where Merlin like asks them when they're getting married, and he doesn't realize that they've been having like a months long argument about Lance's like PTSD and stuff. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> entirely possible yeah so that's that which i love because it's like taking stuff from canon and working it into like the fic and i love it again very background but i love it the pendragon guide to how not to date also has them very much in the background but i love it arthur goes on a date with lancelot and he doesn't know that arthur that lancelot is by and halfway through the date lancelot like basically catches like gwen's eye she catches his and they basically kind of like realize they'd rather be on a date with one another and that's what happens and it's just like the cutest thing ever and i love it um the good times are killing me is another big Martha one where they're also in the background and they are really really sweet i don't think they actually have a scene together where they're kind of on their own but they're always kind of in the background like i said they're that perfect couple they have people around for christmas and charades and dinner and everything and it's really sweet and there's a cute story about how like they now like you bend all of the christmas bags and stuff uh because apparently um when lance wanted to ask Gwen to marry him <laughs> he threw out like they threw out the engagement ring with all of the stuff because he wanted to propose on christmas day and it's just like i mean it's just so adorable uh then we have two weeks notice which we've already mentioned 
background pairing. Uh, Lance is like a charity worker. Gwen works in a coffee shop with Merlin, and they uh, they get married in this fic, and uh, so they are very much in the background, but they're always kind of there and just being badass and adorable. And then I actually haven't read this for years, but I really want to re-listen to it because it's read by Revolutionary Joe, who um, uh, read the original version of DRP, and it's easy there. And I know, I know that they're in this, and I know that they're good, but I can't remember anything else because it's been such a long time. But I wanted to wreck it because I feel like everybody deserves more Lancelot and Gwen in their life. So um, yeah, but I feel like everybody, I feel like everyone's already read all or listen to these but go and listen to them again uh and then as main pairing so i am wrecking undeniable by heatherly even though Momo already talked about it because i have started it i have not had time to finish it because i started it two days ago but what i did find i love and i think it's going to be amazing it basically starts like it actually like starts to fill in a lot of the gaps from like the episode so for example the uh the first time that Gwen sees Lancelot isn't actually when Merlin brings him to like you know get his outfit fitted she actually goes to Gaius's chambers to get Morgana's sleeping draft and she sees him sleeping on the cot and she thinks he's really handsome and it's just like so lovely and it made me so giddy and then like she can't stop thinking about him like for the entire day so by the time like he I haven't gotten to the bit where she like like they actually meet I don't know what I'm gonna do (laughs) because like she's already so like like enamored by his appearance that i'm just like when they meet i'm just gonna combust so i am ready for it 300k of gwenslot if i'm not around for the next episode of merlis and guys you know that it's just slain me because i'm so excited to read this i'm wrecking solstice by heatherly as well it is 200 uh, sorry 2488 words long and it is rated t And I shall read you the summary now on AO3. The summary is, Sir Lancelot and his beautiful lady discover more than one way to keep warm on a cold winter's night. Now, obviously, it's not, you know, smart because it's rated T. But it is just really, like, sweet and, like, they're just kind of domestic and, like, snuggling and it's cold. And, I mean, what what more do you need? It's just so, so sweet. Comfort thick at its best. Then we have... Um. Then okay, so uh, I was gonna wreck for you, my liege, the world, but Momo's already done that. Um. Then I have a fic. So this one, this one, I I read recently, and it kind of intrigued me. I, like I really wanted to wreck it. It's called The Once and Future Queen by Thursday Next. It's eight thousand two hundred twenty-four words long, and it's rated teen. <laughs> but so I'll just read you guys the summary, and then I'll and and then I'll carry on. So, Canon AU. Gwen ascends the throne following her father's sudden death. With the arrival of a mysterious uncle, a neighbouring queen bent on war and an old friend back from the dead, she finds it is not easy to balance the needs of her kingdom with the desires of her own heart. But throughout battle, betrothal and betrayal, Lancelot remains her most steadfast advisor. Or series four with Gwen on the throne instead of Arthur, (laughs) basically. Um, Which makes me laugh because I wish we'd have found this for the Gwen character episode in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like, this would have been a really cool one. But, um, so, Uther is Gwen's father in this fic, (laughs) which is the main thing that threw me off. Um, And Arthur is, I think from what I can gather, he's a nobleman that's, like, betrothed to her and they're going to get married. 
and it's Endgame, Lancelot and Gwen. It's not very long, like I said, it's only about like 8k, but it's canon AU and it's Gwen Slot. What more do you need? It's amazing. Um, the next one is, uh, oh, okay, apologies, right? So these, again, I actually read them like back when we first decided to like do my listen and I like found them but I actually can't remember a lot about them because my memory is just so bad unless I've listened to Podpick. <laughs> um it's but I will reread them once I finish this because I I do remember I enjoyed them a lot and then I can we can talk about it on Tumblr come and message me so the first one is called five times Lance saw Gwen by Shadow Frazier and it's 2000 771 words long and it is rated gen and the summary reads the first time Gwen saw Lance was not the first time Lance saw Gwen wait perhaps it'd be better to start from the beginning and it's I mean fluff 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 I do remember that it was that much so I'm really excited to reread this and I think everybody should have a good slice of thick that starts with five times and then the title because they always seem to be good um and then i have one more thick rick which is where are we uh tall vanilla latte by sticks in the mud and it's 3640 words long and it's rated gen and the summary for this fic is oh my god where is it Lance finally meets his soulmate on what is possibly the most nerve-wracking day of his life. He can thank Merlin for getting him into the situation later, and it was inspired by a Tumblr post. So, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a coffee shop AU, literally, and it's just like, I never thought that I would ever find a coffee shop AU for such a rare pair as Lance and Gwen. There's a coffee shop AU for everything. Like, if there's nothing else, there'll be a coffee shop AU. Or a Harry Potter AU. That's another one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are all of my fit recs. I, I tried to come up with as many recs as I could. And wonderfully enough, the recs that my, or recs, the, the, the stats that Momo gave for the, by kudos and by comments, uh, I didn't really have any of them apart from the really long ones. So, uh, yeah, you've got so much stuff to go and read if you ship plants on Gwen. I have an art rec as well, however, and it is absolutely stunning. It is, uh, by a Tumblr user called Oh my god, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Fossagrim. That's the one I mentioned earlier. Oh, I thought it was a different one. Okay, apologies. Same one. Okay, well this is just basically um, an art interpretation of one of the um, uh, promo stills from Lancelot and Guinevere, which um, all of the the stills between them are like gorgeous from that episode, so just go and bask over the pretty um but yeah this is absolutely beautiful i love i love the art style it's just really clean it's really gorgeous and like there's so little fan art for this couple in general like not like gift sets and stuff like drawn or like painted or anything art i mean i'm just really happy for any of it to be honest with you i do have an art tag for lancelot and gwen on my tumblr so if you go to my tumblr and go into my tags directory you'll find it there and just enjoy it with me why not and then I have one more wreck because I just thought it was so funny. And I remember reading this years ago when I was still using LJ. And it's called A uh, Hundred Reasons to Ship Lancelot and Gwen. And some of them are really cracky. Some of them are really like good and like fun and cute. And um, yeah, I just love it. I love uh, reading posts like that. They're just like 
make me really happy. So you've got so much fun material now to go and enjoy. Like I said, if you love fan vids, go check out my LG playlist because, I mean, it'll just make you so angsty. So, yeah. I think that is so many wrecks, Momo. It really is so many wrecks. Well, I knew you weren't going to... No, it's it's fine. It's like I think combined is about as many wrecks as we would have had if I had given my normal amount, you would have given your normal amount, and we would have had two guests with a normal amount. So it all evens out. I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. So um, gosh, that was. I'm just so yeah. I'm just like so happy to get like be talking about Lancelot and Gwen for such a long time. I know, but it's like I have like an excuse now, so it's amazing. Yeah, so uh, I think that we've discussed Lancelot and Gwen at length. Uh, for how little time they had, I'm really happy that we got to spend so much time on them. And like I said, this is like the one episode where I desperately want people to come and talk to us about it. So if you listen to this episode and you have any thoughts on Lancelot and Gwen or have read any of these fics, please come and like spam us in the comments because we really, 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 well, I really, really want you to. <laughs> and um yeah, and then we can do a talk back and we can talk about Lancelot and Gwen some more because I'm sure there's stuff I've forgotten to mention because I'm just full of feels. So, um, yeah, and uh, next time that we uh, see you guys, we will be doing another episode review and we will be doing an episode review of The Moment of Truth, Season 1, Episode 10, uh, which we're, we're really excited about. I feel like it's a fandom classic, so it'll be fun to dive into that one. And, uh, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, guys, I'm Miss Snowfox. And I'm a Montastic. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.